You're listening to Massive Debate UK with Eric Swineblade. Hello, I'm Eric Swineblade and welcome to Massive Debate UK. As the IMF issues a dire warning today to the UK government to reverse its crazy tax cuts, and the pound collapses under the weight of Liz Truss and Kwartang's mini-budget, the Labour Party, out of power now for more than a decade, is having a bit of a glow-up. British flags, national anthems and an unusual display of unity in tow. It's becoming harder and harder to actually tell the two parties apart. Now, that could be a good thing. But what I want to ask you today is, if there was an election tomorrow, who are you voting for? Liz Truss or Sir Keir Starmer? Let us know. Give us a call on 08345 6060 Now, before I take your calls, I was lucky enough to be at the Labour conference yesterday where I got to speak to Sir Keir Starmer directly. Well, we're here at the Labour conference and I'm lucky enough to be able to have five minutes talking to Sir Keir Starmer, who has just given his speech. Sir Keir, three times during your speech, you mentioned the fact that you live in a pebble-dashed semi, or rather you lived in one as a child. What did you mean by that? What, what, what significance does a pebble-dashed semi have? What I'm have? trying to say is that I understand the sacrifices that people in this country have had to make and have to make. And I did come for a privilege or a detached house like a lot of these Tories did. So the point is, I understand the struggles of ordinary people. I'm struggling to understand what Pebble Dash is. What does that mean, Pebble Dash? What is I don't know what it means. I don't think it really matters. I think we have bigger problems to talk about apart from the definition of Pebble Dash. Well, okay, I mean, you're the one talking about living in a Pebble Dash semi. But anyway, let's move on. So, Sakia, you've been around for a while. You've struggled in the polls. You look a bit like the Michelin Man. You've tried to garner a movement. It hasn't really worked until now. Why is it that you are now ready? What's changed? What have you done? Well, Eric, look around you. Even you would do a better job at running the country than Liz Truss and Quasi Quartang. Even the IMF has come out and said this budget's bonkers. Drinking its own piss, it's bouncing off the walls backwards. And it's got to stop now. But what can we possibly do to stop it? Well, by voting for me. Okay, so I voted for you, you're in power. How are you going to afford to pay for all of these magical things that you and your party well, are Eric, it's not rocket science. I'm just simply not going to do a lot of tax cuts for the 1% during a cost of living crisis. And that alone will provide billions of pounds of tax revenue from the richest people in society to pay for all the things that I want to oh, do. Now, some of the things you want to do, such as points-based immigration, are more typical of a centre-to-centre-right party. Is this you trying to appeal to the middle ground? Well, yes, of course. That's the whole point of coming back to the centre ground and trying to win the election like Tony Blair. And do you think it's fair to say that you've essentially kind of modelled yourself off Tony Blair? I mean, what do you make of the people saying that you are the new Tony Well, actually, Blair? I take it as a compliment because Tony Blair, yes, he killed millions of people in Iraq, which was very unfortunate. But he knew how to win power. And that was a huge realisation for the party. If we're not in power, we can't make the changes that we want to make to the country. Well, no, because you're not the government, are you? Exactly. We're not the government. And the government's the one with the power to do the things and make the stuff. So let's talk about Ukraine and Putin and World War Three. If it came to it, would you be prepared to push the button and launch the nukes in retaliation for a strike from Russia? Well, Eric, obviously I would push the button. 
I'm the Prime Minister. It's my job to defend this country. Well, how many times would you push the button? Uh, three or four? I don't know, Eric. I'm not in a nuclear war. I can't tell you how many times I would need to push the button. But what I can tell you is that if we were in a nuclear conflict with Russia, I would do whatever it took to defend this country. Including a nuclear strike on Moscow. If that was what was required, I would do it, yes. And I would feel awful about it. And what about in Beijing? Well, look, I, I don't want to speculate on who I might be dropping nuclear weapons. Well, our time's up, Sakia. Thank you so much for your time. No, thank you very much. Well, that was my conversation with Sir Keir Starmer at the Labour conference. And I think we learned a lot there from Sir Keir. But now it's time to take your calls. And we're asking you, is it Liz Truss or Keir Starmer for you? And we've got Alex Henderson on the line from Northumberland. Alex, hello. Who is it for you and why? Well, the reason Liz Truss is my favourite is because ultimately it's what she said about the pork markets. And they're calling her the sentient pork. But I miss it these days. I just feel like, where's all the pork gone? Do you know what I mean? You go to a restaurant and they're serving you chicken, beef, anything but pork. I just want my pork back. I want my pork chops, I want my bacon. And I feel like, you know, sausages have just gone downhill in this country for so long. And the only person who's talking about pork is Liz Truss. And so for that reason, I don't care what she says about the economy. I don't care what she says about anything else. She's going to get my votes because of the pork. Because of the, the, the opening of new pork markets, as she puts it. Exactly. People don't realise... How important these pork markets are, not just to the economy, but to the culture, to the pork culture that we're all part of. And this pork culture that you talk of and Liz Truss obviously knows about, would you say that pork is the national dish of the UK? You know, the pork chop, the British sausage. There's something in it, isn't there? There's something about pork, something about pork and us, you know, the, the Cumberland sausage, the, the Lincoln sausage. It really is compelling. And I can see why Liz's obsession with pork ties so much into our identity. I think people in the city don't realise how important pork really is. And we've got Christian from Acton on the line. Christian, what do you make of these two? Uh, Keir Starmer, Liz Truss, what do you think? Well, hi, Eric. I don't trust this uh, Liz Truss because you know, she gets into power and then within one week she goes to see the Queen, the Queen does. Now, I, I'm not saying that Liz Truss killed the Queen. Okay, I hope not. But it does look a lot like that to me, to some extent. Right. I think that the Queen saw Liz Truss and she thought, oh my God, we fucked. This is who they're producing. Oh, I see what you mean, okay. You know, the, the leadership. That's one reason why. Mm. Second reason why is already the sharks are in the water and they can taste the blood. Now, I've worked with sharks quite a lot in you know, Cape Town. And when the sharks smell the blood in the water, they will not stop. And so even though you can't see the sharks, I guarantee that they are nibbling at her feet. Ratna, mm. Rishi Sinek, Sejid Jevit, yep. Dominic Graf. Rob, Michael Gove as exactly. well comes to mind. Michael Gove, the most dangerous of all the politicians, arguably. And I would go as far as to say that Michael Gove is probably behind this entire thing. All of them are going to want their... I think you're absolutely right. I don't think the Tory contest is over, even though she's the Prime Minister, and perhaps even the dumping of the pound had something to do and with let this. Let me ask you this, Eric. Have you ever stood and watched a shawl of piranhas mutilate and destroy and consume a live buck impala? No, I haven't. Well, I have many times, and I'm telling you, Eric, the sound of an impala when it's being eaten alive is absolutely terrifying beyond your wildest 
imagination. Well, no, I mean, I, I can imagine. It's uh, horrendous. Uh, okay, okay. I- it's one of the most traumatizing things I've ever heard in my life. And I wish that upon nobody. And that includes Liz Truss. No, well, of course. I mean, nobody wants to see Liz Truss fail. We want her to do the best she can. You know, we, should, we want her to succeed. Unfortunately, you know, she had a chance to lay out some kind of plan for success. And instead, she's laid out something that makes sense to absolutely nobody, including her. So I, I just feel like we really are struggling now to see a vision with her in power and with this cabinet. And this is why I do think that Keir Starmer is really in a powerful position where he doesn't even have to do anything. He could just he just has to be Keir Starmer and a lot of us would consider voting for him. It's absolutely remarkable to see what's happening. Now we've got James from Herefordshire. James, who's it gonna be for you? Keir or Liz? Well in all honesty, Eric, I think it's probably Liz Truss. I've always been a fan. I've always found her very physically attractive. You know, she's got that that little smile, those little eyes, those little hands, and a lovely neckline. You know, she's got lovely hair. And I have to say, I've always loved her outfits as well. She reminds me of a kind of miniature Thatcher, but with more more curvy. You know, Thatcher was always a bit uh, bit of a battle axe, a bit boyish. But uh, Trussy, I, you know, I'd get fussy with Trussy. Uh, well, that's an incredibly sexist way of looking at this. I'd like to know what you think about the, her character and why you would vote for Liz Truss over, say, Keir Starmer. I mean, policy-wise, why would you choose her over him? Weird as it may seem, I'm one of these people who votes on based on what the politician looks like you know if i'd sleep with you then i'd vote for you and it's always worked okay so who did you vote for in the last election if you don't mind me asking between boris johnson and jeremy corbyn well weirdly i voted for jeremy corbyn again based purely on looks and would you consider yourself to be a socialist by any stretch of the imagination absolutely not right well i think we're going to move on from this call let's see who else we've got to speak to and look just for the record voting for people based on what they look like is never a good idea Although, you know, some people demonstrate alpha features, but um, it's just not good to judge a book by its cover. And let's take another caller now. We've got Sean from North London. Sean, what would you like to say? Why, Eric, I actually kind of know Keir Starmer in a way, in a loose way, because I run a gym in North London and Keir's coming in there a lot. Now, look, I'll be honest with you, I will vote for Keir Starmer. That's my position. But I like Keir Starmer, I like Labour Party. Yeah. But there's a bit of an issue we've got with Keir. And I don't want to talk badly about him, but Keir Starmer is a sweaty man. He's sweating hard. Yeah. And the sweat that he leaves behind him is like a snail. Do you know what I'm saying? This creamy, translucent kind of sweat going on. And I don't mind you sweating in my gym, but you've got to clean up after yourself. Do you know what I'm saying? And he's got security with him and all that. And he's sweating on my, my lateral pull-down machines, my squat rack, all of it, covered in this creamy... Jism. Jism or whatever it is. Mm. And I just said to him, look, I don't mind you sweating, but you've got to clean up after yourself. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? And he was a little bit of huffy about it, but overall I thought, okay, Keir Starmer seems like a nice bloke. Do you know what I'm saying? Anyway, about five minutes later, we're in the changing room. And I go in there too, because I'm going into the sauna. And, and he's sitting down on the bench there with a towel around him, completely naked all the way up. And he's sitting there eating this like, pret et manger, like cheese plowman sandwich and I'm sitting in the sauna and I swear to god I'm not making it up he's still eating the cheese plowman baguette in the sauna and he's staring out the window the door you know eating the sandwich looking at the clock and the cheese coming out of this sandwich starts dripping 
dripping onto the bench. Do you know what I mean? And I've just had all this bench rebuilt anyway because someone broke it. And I had to say something. I had to say, excuse me, you're Sir Keir Starmer, right? You're the leader of the opposition or whatever. And he just looked up at me, still saying nothing. And I said, look, I've got a lot of respect for you. I vote for you, but you're dripping cheese on my bench right there. You see that? And I, sw- and I swear to God, this is the truth. He looked me straight in the eye. He got his finger. He wiped that cheese off the bench. And he put it in his mouth like that. Still saying nothing. And at that point, I didn't know what to make of what was going on. So I quietly left the room, got my clothes on and left. But what I really wanted to say to him was, look, all you got to do is be a bit more self-confident in yourself. And like, a lot of people will vote for you. Do you know what I'm saying? It's just, I think the man's got a confidence issue. And I think he's also maybe a little bit of a pervert as well. Well, we have no, we can't really validate that. But uh, what we can deduce from what you've said is that He's a human being like the rest of us, and perhaps, yeah, a little bit socially awkward. But perhaps that's why he appeals to so many people at the moment, 17 points up in the polls. And, I mean, let's let's face it, I mean, Liz Truss doesn't exactly strike me as somebody who's particularly good with people. She is certainly very good at some things. But um, no, thanks for the call. Very interesting insight there. Very lucky to have you on. And unfortunately, that's time for us today. So join us again next week for more Massive Debate UK. You're listening to Massive Debate UK with Eric Swineblade.